0: Welcome to Keeping Up With Life, where we empower you with health, business and family life strategies for you to live your best days. I'm your host, Pippa Hansen. I'm the CEO, a mother of teenagers and have a passion to live an active and healthy life. Each episode contains practical tips and insights on how you can succeed in all aspects of your life, delivered to you in bite-sized pieces to implement straight away. This episode is brought to you by the Sports Injury Clinic, whose mission is to enhance the lives of its clients, staff, other professionals and the greater community. Today we have the lovely Georgia Russell with us, exercise physiologist who has a passion for falls prevention and being active outdoors. Welcome, Georgia.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And so today we're going to learn all about osteoporosis. So I think most people are aware of the word, but probably not the in-depth um, nature of what it is and how we can look after ourselves or even prevent it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
0: Fantastic. So over to you. What is osteoporosis?
1: So osteoporosis is a condition where bones become thin, weak and fragile, and an incident such as like a minor bump um, or accident can actually cause a fracture. So um, people might have heard of osteoporosis or even osteopenia, which is a condition where the bone mineral density is lower than normal but not low enough to be classified as osteoporosis. Um, so typically we hear that clients may have osteopenia first and then that's why um, exercise particularly becomes quite important important to try and um, strengthen bones and the muscles as well to try and
0: prevent those fractures or falls in the near future for them. And so is this age, um, you know, is it a particular age or can this happen to anyone, is it? No. So it can
1: actually happen to anyone and typically when we hear about osteoporosis, um, people think it just impacts those that are elderly, Mm. Um, so, you know, 75 or 80
0: years older. Um, 75-year-olds might not like (laughs) to say that they're older.
1: (laughs) I don't (laughs) think so. It's
0: a new, you know, 60. New 60,
1: yeah. (laughs) But um, no, males and females are actually being diagnosed younger now so um, typically we see a lot of females come through with osteoporosis but it can affect males um, as well so it's one of those things that it's pretty important for everyone to be aware of as well and particularly in Australia 46 percent of osteoporotic fractures are vertebral so impacting the spine but A lot are actually undiagnosed Um, and then, you know, most commonly here, which is 16% 16 are actually in the hip and wrist. So they can typically occur from um, if you have a fall and sleep and you fall onto your side, which is usually those hip fractures,
0: um, as well as wrist. So is it diet that's causing it in younger people, you know, lack of vitamins and minerals in our food or...?
1: It's probably... um, In terms of the nutrition side, I can't exactly say specifically, but, um, you know, when you're younger, your bones are still forming. So it's not until you're approximately 20 years of age that um, you won't gain any more bone mass. So that's why when you're younger and you fall off the monkey bars or if you're out skiing or walking and you have a fall because your bones are still forming and the cells are still growing. That can be why you can have a fracture. Um, But typically when you're older, it's because we haven't done enough strength training and things like that and being active to provide enough stimulus to the bones to keep
0: them strong to prevent any of these, you know, fractures and damages to bones as well. Yeah, okay. And so what are you doing? You know, what are the common things that you're seeing then? In terms of? Uh, Falling or in terms of why people have got osteoporosis?
1: Um, A lot of it is loss of balance. Um, Some can be if they've, like, you know, surfaces wet from rain you know if you go from walking in the concrete then you walk into like a shopping centre and it's tiles so that's um a common one where you know everyone might feel that when they walk into chadston or even bayside when they're walking it's been wet outside and depending what shoes they're wearing they can start to feel their feet sliding so some things like that where you're not you know just something completely unexpected can cause a fall um But, you know, some high-risk activities that you can't, you know, some people might be rock climbing and things like that and then they might have a bit of a fall. But typically it's loss of balance or um, tripping over an obstacle and things like that can typically cause falls.
0: And I know at the moment, you know, people are doing a lot of um – handyman work around their mm-hmm. own homes aren't yep. they so seeing some of those things as well yeah definitely grandparents looking after young kids and the toys on yep. the floor and not yep. being able to step over them and <laughs>
1: yep and those people that are trying to you know we're getting to that time of year we you clean your gutters and things like that with ladders. so it's um it's definitely something that everyone needs to be aware of and just being careful with you know if they're going to step up onto something is it stable um you know there's some things that we can't avoid but just trying to be careful when we can
0: so if you have a fall and you break a bone it, it, are you then tested you know at a certain age so they then test how, how do people know they've actually got osteoporosis so
1: typically i suppose it also depends on what's happened so if it's um you know a car accident or if you've just accidentally fallen over depending on the fracture they will um, do some further investigations and it depends on your age as well and also particularly for females if you're kind of in that menopausal um, period as well so they'll do a bone density scan um, if they think it's applicable and then from that they'll be able to identify if there's some areas within your bones
0: that are a little bit more fragile and you need to increase some strength around that area as well. So we'll get to the strength part in a minute, but is, is, you know, having these scans or tests for bone density something that we should be including in our lives, even if we've not had a break?
1: Definitely. I think you get to an age where, um, and everyone's slightly different, and also with Medicare and through in terms of getting the funds for it, you do have to pay unless you meet a certain criteria. Um, And I don't know the exact criteria off the top of my head, but I know one is age Um, And then it goes down into different medical conditions as well as family history um, and also if you've had a certain number of falls in the past. Uh, But it's definitely something to speak to your doctor about if, um, you know, you've had one or two falls and you have had some breaks and it could be in the same area. So, for example, if it was your right wrist, what's going on there? Is it something that we need to monitor over the next few years um, and kind of stay on top of it as much as we can?
0: Yeah, great. Okay. So... What are you suggesting then? What what's the best uh, ways people can try and prevent? Is it preventable? Is it
1: well falls? You know, because they can be, and un- you don't know if it's going to happen or not. It's definitely preventable, but there's some instances where you have no control over what's going to happen. Um, but I think definitely having your front foot forward of trying to be nice and strong and um, as fit as you can be is definitely going to be a bonus, as well as looking after yourself with your nutrition side as well. Um, but I think the important thing is exercise for bone health and um, fracture risk needs to be a long-term thing. It's not something you do for six weeks and then you're good for two years. It's it's a long-term um, commitment so that your bone can adapt, which you actually don't see the changes for um, in terms of the exercise you've been doing for at least nine to 12 months um, because that's just the way in terms of the cycle when your bone's... Um, are adapting to activities and um, stress, it can cause, it's called an osteogenic response. So it's where you have some um, bone cells called osteocytes, which are the ones that sense um, changes to loads or strains, Um, and they then send signals to other cells, which are called osteoblasts, to build the um, bone to maintain that strength and decrease risk of fracture. So that can't happen over a short period of time. It's, you Mm. know, 9, 12 months. And that's why when you're doing your programming Um, You know, you start off simple with some tasks to build up that strength and then you need to provide a stimulus, so, you know, some jumping activities, changing those um, weights, working through different planes of movement, things like that, so that you're not just strong in that one area.
0: Yeah, great. So if you're building it up over that period of time, does it disappear just as quickly? Like if all of a sudden you did, you know, consistently for your 12 months, then you're like, you know what, I'm going to have six months off. Do you then start to lose it as well? Does it to a point you would start because you don't
1: have that stimulus to your bones, you'd start to kind of decrease over time, but it wouldn't be instantaneously. Yeah. Like it will be over a period of time. So you know sometimes across all injuries, we'll have an injury where you then can't, for example, sometimes you might not be able to weight bear for a certain period of time, and then you've got to slowly build back into it. Um, So it's similar to that in terms of if you have time off, it's not going to go away completely. You know, you've got an awesome thing called muscle memory. So if you have two weeks off, that first week or so will be a little bit challenging, but then, you know, you feel
0: like you're back to where you are. So, Okay. And what types of exercises are we talking about then?
1: So interestingly enough, it needs to be strenuous. So walking, bike riding or yoga are actually not enough stimulus to improve bone mineral density. So although walking is fantastic – we need to try and find a way to actually stress the bones and muscles a little bit more over time. So it is great to start with walking, even including stairs, um, but changing to things like resistance training along with that cardiovascular exercise is really important. Um, focusing on certain muscle groups, obviously you want to try and strengthen your um, major muscle groups in your legs and your trunk and arms, but balance is a big one. So balance... Everyone needs to be working on, even from young age up until you know, even in your nineties. Um, and there's lots of ways that you can make it challenging, not just standing on one leg and um, always doing that for the long term. So,
0: I've loved the test where um, you ask someone to stand on one leg with their eyes closed and, yep. and test their balance. It's yep. amazing, um, yep. and you do it to kids as well. If, oh, definitely. It's, fascinating and
1: when you remove one stimulus like your eyesight from it just changes the dynamic of the whole exercise in itself so Mm. even simple things like turning your head side to side once you're standing on one leg or if um, you're walking heel to toe looking left to right is still challenging as well um and the great thing is that you can use different weights resistance bands different weights to make it all harder so that you're constantly improving and changing that stimulus so that your bones can adapt
0: yeah And how often are people doing this a week then? What's ideal?
1: Look, we would look ideally as an exercise physiologist. We'd love that everyone was doing some sort of exercise every day or at least five to six times a week. Um, But, you know, doing these things every second day or if you've got time, I know, you know, lives can be really busy at the moment in lockdown. They're probably not as crazy. (laughs) So once a day would be awesome but you know, most days trying to do some sort of strength training and balance is going to be really good to keep that stimulus growing.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you said walking's not enough for, it's obviously good for other um, health benefits, yep. but it's not enough. What about running? Where does that fit in?
1: So running is good because you've got a little bit more load through um, your bones and it's more of like a plyometric exercise because both feet aren't in contact with the ground at the same time. Um, but then, With running, you can obviously go at different intensities. You can go for like long runs, short runs, um, but changing it up to be a little bit more dynamic so you might do some change of direction or you might sprint for 20 metres, for example, then slow it down, do some sidestepping and then go ahead. That's a good way to change that you're not just running through that one plane. So you've got changes of
0: movement, different surfaces and things like that. Okay. And if people are doing this to prevent osteoporosis and you're saying five to six times a week is ideal, how long you know, each day? What are we, what are we trying to get them to? Oh, look, into? it could
1: be, you know, if, um, for example, with our active living classes, some people come two times a week, sometimes three or even just one, but then we do encourage them and everyone in all our classes to do something outside during the day. could just be for 20 minutes and that's going to be really beneficial as well, but if you have the time to do something for 45 minutes and do a bit of a more in-depth program, that's obviously going to be great, um, but even 20 minutes a day of just doing some, balance work at home even when you're making cup of tea standing on one leg and close your eyes obviously have something close to you in case you
0: don't feel like you're going to fall and don't be holding that cup of tea when you first try it exactly right
1: um but things like that you can just do little little um hops or even if you've got stairs and obviously injury free you know you could run up those stairs and that's just an easy way at home and in your just general lifestyle to provide that extra stimulus and adaptability for those bones
0: So obviously under the care of an exercise physiologist, you can be very particular with some of this resistance training and and setting programs, but what are some other small things people could do at home?
1: Yeah, definitely. So things just like step ups, sit to stand. So getting, standing up out of your chair, um, trying to prevent the contact time on the seat, doing the, like I said, the single leg balance, like waiting for the toaster or kettle to boil, um. When you're, If you've got a nice long hallway, you can do some heel-to-toe walks forwards and backwards. That's a really good balance one. Um, and then even just playing, you know, if you've got kids, grandkids, playing around with them, getting up and down from the floor if you can, just any day-to-day task is really beneficial.
0: Yeah, the floor well. one's an interesting one, isn't it? Because as an adult, you spend less and less time yeah. on the floor. The older
1: we get, the less. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> But it's really important because if you end up that you have had a fall, you need to be able to get up or try and get up yourself. And that's probably
1: one of the biggest concerns that, you know, if you have a fall and you're older and you're unable to actually get up, that's, you know, you think if you live by yourself, you could be there for quite a long time. So I think that's a big thing that we focus on with lower limb strength and trunk stability as well, that if we do have a fall, obviously depending on those circumstances, you might not be able to move and that's... um, we understand that but if you're in that position where you can actually maybe roll yourself and safely get up onto a chair or use things around you that's what we like to try and encourage and um getting on the ground isn't exactly the most fun thing for some people but if we can try and teach behaviors and movement puns of how to safely do it and build their confidence and that's going to help them feel a little bit better as well like even if they drop their keys out in a car park some mm. people can find that really daunting to think i'm going to, have to go down to get my keys and it's a really long way um to the ground so Safe, you know, exercises and kind of movement patterns so that know what to do in case they're in that situation.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's fantastic. Um, if someone's <clears throat> sorry, if someone's diagnosed with osteoporosis, mm-hmm. can they improve from that? So does this do exercises then improve where they're at?
1: Yeah. So depending on the severity, um, it's kind of on an individual basis in terms of you know if. Kind of once you've hit that osteoporosis point, you can kind of improve your muscle, um, muscle strength, and bone density to improve slightly. But um, like I said, once you've hit kind of approximately twenty years, we don't gain any more muscle mass. So you kind of have to work on what we've got, and we go really slowly. So you don't. It's important not to rush, but at the same time, it's important to kind of create these behaviors that you're exercising regularly to try and reduce your bone density going lower. So you want to try and maintain or improve. We want to prevent getting worse. So sometimes um, when you get these um, DEXA scans, sometimes it could be like your right hip is a little bit more severe compared to your left and some areas in your spine. So it's not always the same throughout your whole body. Everywhere can be slightly less, um, but it's identifying those areas and strengthening it around so that if all the structures around that area that's a little bit, weaker i would say um we're just trying to then reduce those risk of fractures in the future yeah okay yeah so it's not something that i don't know if you get the flu you're going to recover straight away it's kind of um unfortunately some things with bones it takes a lot longer to heal and it's one of these things where it's we're trying to maintain prevent any further deterioration Um, and if we get a little bit stronger in that time frame then that's great obviously the earlier that we're aware of this the more time that we've got to try and prevent anything getting mm. a little bit worse.
0: So as well as obviously being debilitating because you might, you know, break bones, yeah. is it painful for people as well?
1: Uh, that's a tricky one because it's also individualised. So yeah, okay. obviously if you have a fracture that's going to be yep. incredibly sore. Um, but then depending on the area, you could have degeneration um, around the bone or... Um, you might have already had a previous injury there as well and that can sometimes cause pain so everyone's slightly different in terms of if it's always going to cause pain the one i think the important thing is considering in um, our stats that 46 percent are in our vertebral so in in our spines a lot of people don't are unaware so Mm -hmm. it's Although if you might, you know, go to the doctor and they've done a DEXA scan, they said, oh, this is a little bit weaker, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have pain or anything in that area. That's just showing that, okay, those bones have kind of decreased in terms of their density and we just need to work on that. So a lot of the time as well you could be
0: asymptomatic. Yeah, which then doesn't impact people actually no. doing the training, you know, doing some strength work. Yeah, and sometimes
1: yeah. you actually don't know that your bone mineral density is less until you've actually had a fall and you've had a fracture. So it's kind of... Something that can be
0: under the radar as well. Yeah. Um, What about swimming? Where does that fit in?
1: Swimming's really good, but you don't have the um, stimulus through the bones because you're actually in the water. Yeah. So um, that's why, for example, and it's not exactly always for – um, people that have osteoporosis or osteopenia, but you know certain injuries, we say hydrotherapy or work in the pool is really good because it reduces your body weight through your bones, so it's good for that rehab side. But it actually doesn't provide that stimulus
0: as well. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So what? What's your tips for today then? What are you advice for people?
1: Uh, tips would be to try and. If you're not exercising, you know, regularly throughout the week, I think it's really important to try and increase some things. It could be one exercise a day, and it could be, if you've got some stairs or there's some stairs locally at the beach, walk up and down the stairs twice on your walk, and just slowly starting to adapt these, and well, sorry, um, increase these activities where you can. You obviously don't want it to be too daunting at the start, so that's why it's always good to start with one or two exercises. If that is a walk at the start because you haven't been walking regularly, that's fantastic, but then you just need to build up from there. Um, I think it's important to know that one in three older adults fall each year and one in five older adults suffer multiple falls. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately it's just from statistics and what we know, it's something that all of us you know could be looking at in the future so it's just trying to prevent those um instances happening and preventing any falls because we all want to be as independent as we can and it can knock your confidence around a fair bit
0: yeah well it is isn't it because you you then lose a bit of your independence
1: yeah for sure
0: might stop um stop you going places if you think i might have a fall i'm I'm not going to go there and then that's counterproductive to what we're trying to achieve and it's the
1: fear of that you're going to fall again and that's the biggest one that you kind of have to overcome it's We can give you all the, you know, exercises to do, but unless your confidence builds up with your balance in particular, you're going to be quite unsteady and unsure, like crossing the road or things like that. And I think as you get older, your independence starts to lessen a little bit and you get to a point sometimes you might need a walking stick or um, a frame. Yeah, yeah, or a
0: frame.
1: And, you know, if you need to cross the road, you think, I've only got enough time that somebody you know, that's in their 20s has enough time to cross the road and they don't have, some might not have a mobility aid. So it can be pretty daunting to be out and about to do normal things, do grocery shopping, go to the post office and things like that. So it's if we can prevent and prolong that time before if that is going to happen, doesn't happen for everybody, but it's something that I think we all need to consider and um, understand that, you know, it's not just, doing your day-to-day things, you've got to try and actually put some mm. effort in terms of your strength training and looking after yourself to try
0: and... It's a cliche, isn't it, though? It's use it or lose it. Yeah, And 100%. we see it and we know that, you know, we've got people in their 80s and 90s coming in and doing mm-hmm. the um, this exact strength training. Yep. So for their life quality. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: And it's if they can, if people can just be a little bit more active, you increase your quality of life. It's fantastic on your mental health. You know, the exercises that we... Gift specifically for falls prevention. We do it across all ages. People that are really young to those that you know are in their 90s, and everyone loves it. And there's ways that we can challenge it. And it's you know it can be daunting at the start. That if we say stand on one leg, and you know you haven't yeah. done that in so long, but it's you know it's something that we all have to do. And we at, there's times during the day that you might only be on one leg for a short period of time, but you know it's something that we all have to
0: do. Yeah, and I think it's really important. You mentioned it earlier that you know everyone does get a um, uh, the clearance from their GP or another yep. allied health professional to make sure they're ready to increase their mm-hmm. exercise um, and seek some professional help from an exercise yeah. physiologist yep. or to s- get started. Yeah. There's plenty you can do at home. There's plenty you can do on your own. Um, but just making sure that you're ready and not going to injure yourself by yeah, starting Yeah, definitely.
1: This- I think one thing that helps is that, you know, in some way, I say if you're not speak speaking to our doctor, if we've had a few other medical things in the past, that it's you know it's nice to speak to them of you know could this be a concern for me or is it a concern in the future? And opening that discussion with them to see do I need to get a bone density scan? Or sometimes they might look at you know blood tests and things like that first um, if you're not exactly eligible because it does cost a little bit to get the scan done. I'm not sure exactly, but you know it's a good way to monitor it and keep them in the loop so that they can then you know refer to exercise physiologist or start you with the physiotherapist if um, you recently had a fall to try and just increase that strength where we can and then you can
0: monitor it in the future yeah fantastic and that, look it is again exercise is medicine yep isn't it exactly and as you right. said for the not only the physical health but the mental yep. side which we're seeing more and more Well, oh, definitely of these days so yep. yeah great Thank you very much for being here today, Georgia. And, you know, if, um, if you're listening and you're not in our local area, just reach out to the professionals that you are. And clearly with telehealth these days, it's, um, you know, we're just down the end of a, oh, exactly. ca- of a computer <laughs> as well. So, um, but, yeah, look after yourselves and um, hopefully prevent osteoporosis. Yeah, thanks for having me. If you have a topic you would like covered, get in touch via our socials. The contact details can be found in the episode notes. If you have loved listening today and are looking forward to future episodes, please subscribe, rate our show, share our podcast with your friends, work colleagues and families. So for now, goodbye. Thank you for tuning in today and see you next week.